and we continue with some of the best gospel music in the nation here on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus, where we praise, honor, and glorify our Lord and Savior with the soulful witness of Christ and the Word of God. The Word of God will be brought to us by Pastor V. Jesse Smith of the Way Center of Truth. He'll be up in about, uh, in about 30 minutes.
Yes, I had to go back a few years and go into the treasure chest to pull out some of this good music for you. I got some lined up for you. Here's one more. Hallelujah is the highest praise.
Stan Collins and God's Forgiven on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. Here's the Georgia Mass Choir.
Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. I had to go back a few years, back to 2002, to hear some of that old soul here on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus. You're listening to 100.9 The Heat, Gospel for the Glory of Jesus, the High Desert's number one music station with male slayers. My brothers and sisters, Kirk Franklin's got a brand new track out and it's moving up the charts pretty fast. And I want to commend him on doing a good job. He went into the prison, my brothers and sisters, and joined up with some brothers in the prison to make this CD. I think it's 1,300 brothers and at the Everglade con- Correctional Institution in Miami, Florida. And I like this track. It's entitled Bless Me by Kurt Franklin in the Everglades Correctional Institution. Check it out. We bless, 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 we 
Franklin, that's Kurt Franklin in the Everglade Correctional Institution, 1,300 inmates. That's uh, men and women. Kurt Franklin went into the institution, went right to the prison, and gave the brothers and sisters some hope and some joy and some victory in their lives. Hallelujah. Praise the sweet name of Jesus. We've got much more great gospel music coming up for you, plus a word from the Lord from Pastor Bishop V. Jesse Smith. He's going to be talking to us about divine interruption. Here's one you don't hear too often on the radio, but it is dynamite. The Reverend James Cleveland, Lord, do it. About the man 
Reverend James Cleveland, my brothers and sisters, he passed away from us uh, back in uh, 1991. But his music, his music still sounds great. Hallelujah and praise the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've got Bishop B. Jesse Smith coming up with a word from the Lord right after this. Put those hands together right here. Good 
in the spirit with Monica Lisa Stevenson excuse me that's her CD entitled Lead Me you're listening to 100.9 The Heat gospel for the glory of Jesus the high desert's number one music station with male slaves well my brothers and sisters I truly hope that you enjoyed the music portion of the program it was truly a blessing to me and it's always a blessing to be with you we've got uh, well a little bit more music coming up after this but right now it's time for the word of god you know the word of god will bring you victory each and every day of your life the bible says in matthew 13 23 that he that receives the word and understands it will bear fruit in his life some hundred some sixty and some thirty fold so each and every sunday my brothers and sisters i, I want to give you the opportunity to receive and to understand god's word so that you may bear his fruit in your life and I want to do that by bringing you one of God's anointed teachers, preachers, ministers, evangelists, bishops, or, 
And today, we are, are truly blessed. Yes, we are truly blessed. We've got Pastor Bishop V. Jesse Smith of the Way Center of Truth with a word from the Lord. Empowered greetings. This is Bishop V. Jesse Smith on this beautiful, awesome Sunday morning. I am so excited to be here in the house of the Lord, just giving God the glory and giving him the praise. I'm, I'm, I'm here to fire you up this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you got out of your bed this morning and you felt a little groom or doom and didn't feel like you weren't in the right mood, I want to put you in the right mood to give God the glory. Every day above ground is a good day. As long as your tongue is not clung to the roof of your mouth, it's time to give God the glory and it's time to give him the praise. I'm excited to be here in this studio with my dear good brother Melvin Slate talking to his listening audience. Listen, getting ready to bring the word of God. I am with my brother Slate on 100.9 FM, gospel for the glory of Jesus. Can you tell that I'm excited for Jesus? Can you tell that I'm excited for God? I'm happy to be able to speak what thus says the Lord this morning. So you need to get ready, get your manual, get your book, get your notebook, whatever you write in to record the word of God. We about to go into the word coming out of the book of Acts this morning, and we're going to be real simple. We're going to get right into the word this morning. I'm going to go into prayer, and then we're going to get right into the word of God, because I don't want you to miss one ounce, one minute of what I'm about to teach on this morning. Heavenly Father, eternal wise God, we come before you and we give you the glory and we give you the praise. You said in your word that where two or three are gathered in your name, you would be right here in the midst. And so right now, right here, we invoke your presence with us this hour. Illuminate our mind and quicken our understanding of life and make us to know that we are that law and action that make our centers unfold. Make us to know that as so as we think, we become and teach us that thoughts are things and that our action is our own creation. Guide our mind to that universal truth. Inspire our soul and our body that we might live under your divine law forever and ever and ever. In the name of Jesus and the people of God said, amen, 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 amen. To God be the glory. Beloved family, I'm excited to be with you this morning. We're coming out of the book of Acts the book of Acts. And I know I'm limited on time to teach this morning, but I want to get right into the word of God. The book of Acts, the ninth chapter, beginning at the first verse. I want to end, I want to read one through, oh, let's take it down one through six, one through six. The word of the Lord says, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in, Dama in, in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly now, you ought to underline that word, suddenly now, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Here's where we close. Watch this now. Now get up. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearers of his word. If I were to use as a thought from which to teach 
this morning, my subject would be divine interruption, <clears throat> divine interruption. If you are sitting next to somebody, just grab that person's hand and say, you know what? We need some divine interruption, divine interruption. If you by yourself in your house and, and you ain't got nobody else to look at, find a mirror in the living room, in the bathroom, in your bedroom, wherever it may be, and look at yourself and say, Lord, I need some divine intervention, some divine interruption, divine interruption. I, I, I don't want to just talk about intervention. I want to talk about interruption. Some of us in our lives, we need a divine interruption to take place. In our Bible text this morning, we find the, 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 the murderous individual named Saul who, who has a mission. It is his main purpose to go out and kill followers of the way. Who were followers of the way? These were individuals who were following Jesus because they believed that Jesus was the son of God. They believed that he was the Messiah. They believe as the Muslim world will call it now, he was the Mahdi. He was the God that came in an in, in incarnation and manifested the power of God right here on earth. They, 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 they knew that this man, Jesus had some power and had influence on the earth. And so Saul, who was a scholar, who understood scripture, who knew uh, the rabbinical laws, the 613 rabbinical laws of the Old Testament. He knew what those laws were. He said, this man, Jesus, uh, and those who are following him can no longer live. And so we must go out and, and I need an edict. I need a decree from the government, from the government to give me the authority to go out and kill followers of the way. Who were followers of the way? They were followers of Jesus. Jesus had an organization and they were called the way. And whenever you saw Peter, whenever you saw uh, James, whenever you saw John, people connected them following Jesus and they called his organization the way. Hence, that's where we get out the name of our church. We're called the way center of truth. The way is found in the book of that. It is the original following, the original teachings of Jesus Christ himself. So Saul said, we have got to kill them. We've got to destroy them because they are, they are having an influence on the world. I'm telling you, when you got influence, you got power. When you got influence, you got authority. When you got influence, you got victory and dominion. Saul said, these individuals who are followers of Jesus, who are part of the way, we've got to stop them. We've got to, we've got to destroy them and not only destroy them. You know what we need to do? The, the Bible says we need to kill them according to what Saul is saying. He said to the power structure, give me the order, give me the permission, give me the decree and let me go out and kill these individuals who are followers of Jesus. Let me kill the followers, the way show, the, the, the way showers. Let me, let me destroy them. And he received the decree to do it. And on his journey, on his assignment, can I tell you this morning that each one of us has an assignment? Can I tell you that everyone on the planet earth has an assignment? And the question is whether you are doing your assignment or whether you have been assigned to do somebody else's assignment. You have an assignment. You got a calling. You have an anointing. Saul, in this particular case, he had an assignment. His anointing was to go and what? And kill the followers of Jesus because he thought that he was following the way of God based on the rabbinical laws. He thought that he was going to do something to destroy 
those who followed the those who followed Jesus. So what was he saying? I'm on my assignment now, and I'm on my assignment. I'm on this road of Damascus, and I'm going to kill the followers of Jesus. I'm going to kill the way. I'm going to kill those who believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose on the third day and had all power in his hand. I'm going to kill these. So he couldn't kill Jesus because Jesus had already died. So he had to kill those who were following Jesus. Those who Jesus had an influence on, those who were li- who literally was just having an impact throughout the world, I got to go out and destroy him. And as he's on his assignment to go and try to kill the way followers or the followers of the way, all of a sudden the Bible says a light appears and Paul or Saul is knocked down. Apparently he's riding some ass or riding a donkey and he's knocked down to the ground. And as he's knocked down to the ground, the scripture makes it clear that that, that, that all of a sudden he is something is going on inside of him. Uh, I'm narrating it now. I'm summarizing it. But all of a sudden he hears somebody talking to him and saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he doesn't know where it's coming from. He doesn't know who it is. But 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 this power, this force, this 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 energy, this synergy recognizes itself. And, 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 and he says to Saul, it is Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is me who you're trying to destroy. He said, now get up. I got some work for you to do. Beloved, we call that divine interruption. We call that divine interruption. Divine interruption is when something takes place in your life that you didn't really expect it. You knew it was going to happen, but you just didn't know when. It's so powerful. It's so spiritual. It comes from a spiritual force from Almighty God. It's a divine interruption. And it is done for the purpose of, 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 of interrupting the current pattern, the current situation, the current habits that you are currently going through. It is done for the purpose to take you or to elevate you to a higher place than where you are. Did you hear what I said this morning? Divine interruption is done for the purpose of elevating you to take you to a higher place or elevated place than where you are right now. Beloved, some of us need divine interruption. Some of us are engaged in a pattern, a repeating pattern, when it seems like we just can't get out of it. And that pattern has to be interrupted. And the only way it will be interrupted is if we have divine interruption take place. Divine interruption, whether you realize it or not, is holy interruption. We need some holy interruption in our life. I don't know about you, but I ask God for some holy interruption in my life. That spiritual interruption that causes things to get out of my way that is stopping from me that is stopping me from growing and stopping me from evolving and stopping me from getting closer to God. I need something to interrupt the mundane things that are taking in, in, in taking place in my life. Some of us need God to intervene, to, to interrupt that spiritual power, to interrupt some of the things, the negative thinking that you and I go through on a daily basis. And we don't think that God loves us. We don't think that Jesus Christ died for us. We don't think that we have power, dominion, victory, and authority. We need divine interruption. We need some holy divine interruption. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 50, uh, 52, Behold, I tell you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling 
of an eye. We shall all be changed. It's going to come. Divine interruption comes when you least expect it. It comes when you're not looking, you're not thinking about something is happening. And yet God is saying, I'm about to do something in your life that's about to change your world. It's going to blow your mind. I don't know about you this morning, but I ask God for divine interruption. I ask God that when I'm going through situations and I just can't seem to get out of it, Lord, I need you to intervene in my affair. I need you to interrupt. I need you to cause things to literally uh, 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 become a revolution in my life. Uh, you know, when, when, when there's a divine interruption, the divine interruption is like a washing machine. There's a thing in the washing machine that in that washing machine, it's a propeller and it is that propeller that, that, that gets to the clothes and it, and it, and it, and it literally makes the clothes clean. It disrupts whatever dirt is on the garments. It disrupts whatever chemicals are on the garment and it makes it clean. It's a, it's a, it's a destabilizer. It cleans what it's in there. Well, that's what divine interruption is all about. It, it, it's a, it's a propeller within our spirit that interrupts that, that takes the old out and brings in the new that that causes the the negativity to leave and causes the positivity to come in. I I don't know about you this morning, but but I know for myself, I need some divine interruptions. Some of us may be going through some infirmities, some kind of sickness, and and we're trying to get over it. We keep taking pill after pill after pill, medication after medication after medication, and it just doesn't seem to work. But can I introduce introduce you to a a medicine that, that that all you got to do is say, Jesus, can, can I introduce you to, a, to, to, to some medicine that all you got to do is say, in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that he is Lord of Lord and kings of kings. Can, can I introduce you to some medicine? That's the word of God. And that word is so strong and so powerful that it can pierce the bone and get to the marrow, meaning get to the root of the nerve that is causing the infirmity in your life at that name, Jesus, is the medicine that I'm talking about. It's the divine interruption that you need in your life. If you are going down a pattern right now where you are not happy, where you are frustrated, where you are upset, can I introduce you to a man named Jesus who can give you peace and that peace will surpass all understanding. Am I talking to anybody this morning? I'm, I'm talking about divine interruption. Some of us have been dealing with author and writers. We've been dealing with pain in our knees and, and pain in our stomach and pain in our chest. But all I know that at the name of Jesus, every pain that I'm going through, that name has the ability. It's so revolutionary that it can literally re- remove the pain from my body. I didn't say place a bandage on it. I didn't say re- repair it. I'm talking about eviscerated from your body, eviscerated from your soul, kill it from your body, from your temple. You don't need a pain that's only going to be dormant in your life. You need to have that pain removed, extracted completely from your life. You need to have that word kill that nerve like Novocaine kills the nerve in the mouth so that that nerve won't bother the tooth and won't bother your mouth anymore. You need need a divine interruption where, where the word of God can come in and kill that nerve, that kill that pain that seems to be bothering you. Kill that pain that seeks to want to destroy you. Oh, I need a divine interruption this morning. I need a divine interruption and some of us need divine interruptions and we're afraid to do it. Whenever you have a divine interruption, in your life, it means that there is going to be disruption. 
Oh, you didn't hear that. Some of us don't want divine interruption because we don't want disruption. But disruption is good sometimes. Disruption is necessary when you are doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, but you keep getting the same result. It means that that pattern that you're engaged in, that behavior that you're engaged in, that way of thinking that you've been engaging in, that way of a place where you're working at on a constant basis that you're constantly being at, it may mean that it needs to be dis- it needs to be interrupted. I needed God to interrupt my, my, my former employment. I was at a job where I was, I was, I was, I knew that job. I, I knew that job well. I'd been on that job for, for nearly a, over a decade. I knew how that job worked. I knew how it 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 it, it, it operated. Nobody could tell me my job because I could do that. My, I could do my job with my eyes closed. That's how well I knew that job. And then all of a sudden, before I knew it. I got fired. Lord have mercy. They didn't just say they want to fire you. They, no, we want, no, they didn't say we're going to downsize Jesse. No, they just suggested you fired. You just fired. And when I, when, I, when I heard the word I got fired, man, that just blew my mind. I didn't know what I was going to do. Talk about disruption. And I didn't even attribute that to no divine disruption. I thought that was Satan working at his battle. I thought that was the devil trying to get rid of me. But I tell you this from the holy word of God, that when the devil wants to try to stop you, God will intervene and remind that devil, touch not my anointed one and do not do my prophet no harm. I want you to know that that every disruption in your life is not from the enemy. Every disruption in your life is for your elevation. uh, Pardon me. Every disruption that's in your life or some disruptions that are in your life is not to destroy you, but it is to elevate you to the next level of where you need to go. I had to get fired on my job because I knew that job so well. I was comfortable, yet I was I was afraid to move from my comfort zone into my empowerment zone. I want to ask somebody tonight, are you this morning, are you in your comfort zone? Are you so happy where you are that you're not going to move, that, that God has something better for you to do? You say, well, I'm going to just wait for retirement or I'm just going to roll this job out, or I'm just going to use it as long as I can, or I'm just going to just get as much money as I can, but you're not really happy, and you're not doing what God has called you to do. You are not on your assignment. I'm saying to you this morning, God wants us to get on our assignment. And sometimes that assignment doesn't take place until there is a divine interruption in our life. An interruption that is so big, that is so revolutionary, that is so almost look like it's disturbing that you begin to say, what in the world happened? And you might think it's the enemy trying to destroy you when it's really God trying to shake you up. Saying, I got a calling for you. I got an assignment for you. I got a mission for you. Now I need you to get up, get up and go to work. That's what Jesus said to Saul. I'm knocking you down. I'm having a light come into your eyes. I'm having a light come around you now. I'm knocking you down. But now I want you to get up. I got some work for you to do. I got an assignment for you to do. I want you to know this morning, God got an assignment for you to do. I don't care how old you are. You could be 92 years old. It does not matter. You could be 29 years old. It does not matter. You can be 13 years old. It does not matter. When God has an assignment for you and you know that he has an assignment for you, you need to get up off of that couch. Get up off of that job. If you are comfortable and you are not doing what God has called you to do, it's time for you to get out of your comfort zone into your empowerment zone. Some of us 
need divine interruption. Some of us need God to intervene in our affairs. Some of us need God to remind us of who we are and whose we are. I come to you this morning to remind you to put a fire underneath you to, 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 to sparkle, to put a sparkle in you to let you know that don't worry about what your enemy has against you. If God be for you, then who can be against you? There's no weapon that's formed against you that can prosper because you are more than a conqueror. You got an assignment and God wants to intervene in your life. He wants to engage in divine revolution, divine interruption in your life. Yes, God, move, move some things in my life. Whenever there's divine interruption, that means there's a shift about to take place in my life. And the shift is for the better. There's a, there's a holy interruption, a holy, a sanctified one, meaning one, one that has been segregated just for me. It's a holy interruption. It ain't one that everybody else can see. It ain't one that everybody else can. Now, when Saul was on this road, there was a light that shone upon him, but those who were following him never saw the light. Why? Because when God intervenes in your life, when he interrupts in your life, when there's a holy intervention or a holy holy interruption in your life. It is for your glory. It is for your purpose. It is for your assignment. Don't get upset. Don't get discouraged. Don't get frustrated. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I now am on my assignment. I needed this move. I needed this push. I needed this shift. I needed this shove. I'm so glad I got fired from my previous job. Otherwise, I would still be there. But God, kicked me out of that job and pushed me into another one that I was afraid to do because I didn't think I was qualified. I had limiting thoughts and limiting ideas and didn't think I was as qualified or as educated or as sophisticated as those who were doing it. But God said, I didn't call the qualified. I didn't call those who were qualified, but I qualified those who called. I qualified you for this new position that you're in. And I have been in this position since I have left that last one. And I give God the glory to God every single day. I'm on my assignment, man. I'm on my assignment, my sister. You need to be on your assignment, on your assignment. And in order for you to get on your assignment, it may mean, it may mean, it just may mean you need some divine interruption. I got to close. I got to shut this down right now. But let me say this to you. If arthritis is disturbing you, you need divine interruption. If, 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 if leukemia has, has, got, has taken a hold over your body, you need divine interruption. If, if, if negativity and depression and disappointment is coming over your life and they are hovering around like ominous clouds, you need divine interruption. And even where you feel comfortable where you are just relaxed, where there's nothing taking place in your life. There's no movement, whether you realize it or not, you are engaging in a degenerating death that will ultimately lead to your destruction if you don't begin to realize that you need holy interruption in your life. You need God to bring back that joy in your life. You need God to bring back the energy in your life. You need the word of God to take fire on your soul. That's why that song said, I wish somebody's soul would do what? Would just catch on fire. Catch on fire with what? And burn with what? Burn with the Holy Ghost. Burn meaning there's energy, there's excitement, there's a power, there, there's a synergy in the world and in the earth that cannot be stopped when you connect with Jesus. When you connect with that number one illuminating light 
which is Jesus Christ. Your light begins to shine throughout the world. God wants to intervene. He wants to interrupt your life. He wants to give you a blessing that is deserving in your life, but you got to be willing to have your life interrupted. You got to be willing to deny your mother and deny your father and deny your sister and brother in order for the purpose of picking up your own cross and following Jesus. Are you ready and are you willing to deny yourself? That's an interruption right there. That's a divine interruption. What do you mean, Jesus? That you've got to deny them and you need to come and follow me. One man said, but I got to go bury my mother. I got to go bury my father. I got to go bury my loved one. Jesus said, look, let the dead bury the dead. But you... You come and follow me. God, he literally, that was a divine interruption right there. That was a, he was ready to go do something. Else. And Jesus stopped him and changed his whole world and said, come on, follow me. When Peter was down at the water fishing, the Bible says that Jesus came along and said, you follow me, Andrew, follow me, Stephen, follow me. What are you talking? That's divine interruption. When you hear the word of God speaking in your spirit about a vision, about a goal, about a dream, about building a church, about building an organization, about going to a job, about stepping out of your comfort zone into your empowerment zone, that's a divine interruption. When you hear the word of God and you say, you will be healed from this sickness. You will be healed from this infirmity. You are blessed and highly favored. You are greater than, than what the world has told you are. You are my child. This is God. To, that's divine interruption. You need to believe it. You need to accept it. And whether nobody else believe it or not, you need to know that's God talking in your life and trying to interrupt your life so he can give you on, give you your assignment and let you do what he has called you to do so that his power his glory and his majesty will, will, will be manifested where? Not in the sky, not in the, the mountains, but where? Right here on earth. So is the lesson. And so it is. To God be the glory. This is Bishop V. Jesse Smith. That's my teaching. That's my story. And that's what I'm sticking to. To God be the glory. I want to thank you, Pastor Smith, for sharing the word of God with us. My brothers and sisters, if you'd like to hear his message over again, just go to www.gospelforjesus.com. His messages are posted there for your listening pleasure anytime, anywhere in the world on your listening device. Once again, that's www.gospelforjesus.com. Dot com. My brothers and sisters, I'll be back next week with much more great gospel music. So make sure you join us right here on Gospel for the Glory of Jesus on 100.9 from 7 until 9 a.m. next Sunday morning. Bye bye, my brothers and sisters. I pray that God will bless you, your family and everyone around you. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I don't think that I can live no other way. Truth be told, I'm living now on an A. Now I've seen them blessings in the modern day. The Lord I serve, He gives them to me every day. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Been forgiven, now I'm living. Hey, hey. And when I say I love, I mean it. Cause none of this mean nothing if he come in a different job. I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God? What's wrong with you? I love him, I love him. Love him, I love him.
Love him, I love him. Love him, I love him, I love him. Love him, I love him, I love him. Love him, 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 love him. You ain't got the money moving by yourself. And you know you did it with a lot of him. You know it's something one, it ain't nobody else. You got me talking strong and I ain't rich, I'm talking well. See, I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love him. I love him. Love him. I love. Love him. I love him. Love him. I love him. I love him. Love him. I love him. I love him. Love. Love him. 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 Wanted you to fall. I Could've lost it all. You remember I do, I do. No one can tell you all. Oh, we got you covered. Take us from it all. But you make me love him. I don't need a reason to follow my knees and tell him how I feel in my heart. Let him know. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? Love him, I love him.